Hello and welcome to It Is Written Canada. Can we ask you to take a moment to think about what you think about? What is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Does your mind drift towards fear and what could go wrong? Do you worry about your children or your parents? Your finances? Or the state of the world? And what effect do your thoughts have on your emotions? Do you feel agitated, anxious, and easily angered? Or when you wake up in the morning, do you have peaceful thoughts? Even when you know that things are bad and complicated in the world, do you find yourself releasing your cares to God and experiencing a calm, peaceful tranquility that is far beyond your ability to understand. Do you sense God's goodness with His Holy Spirit with you, even when things are not going well? Today on It Is Written Canada, you will meet healthcare professionals who will share with you practical and effective ways to help your mind and emotions rise above conflict and bring more peace into your life. Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Because we are living in a world that is unfortunately filled with conflict, we want to share with you practical and effective ways to rise above that conflict and bring more peace into your life. To begin with, we have Floor and Richard Green and their baby son Zion. They are from Thunder Bay, Ontario, and Floor and Richard love helping people. Floor is a medical doctor from the Dominican Republic who also holds a degree in clinical epidemiology from McMaster University. Richard went to business school and is also a trained medical missionary. Floor and Richard and Baby Zion, welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you guys for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. We're talking about peace and how to get more peace in your life. And you live in a beautiful place out in nature. How does that affect your levels of peace and your experience of peace? Yeah, I think environment has a big impact on our peace, our mindset, our daily routines. We don't realize how much it impacts us. Um, I remember growing up uh, in the city or the suburbs and sort of a little concrete jungle but close by to our home was a lake. It was Lake Ontario with a nice little beach. And that was sort of my, my getaway place where I'd go and have walks by the pier and kind of clear my thoughts, have some meditation and prayer and sort of reflect. And you could tell the difference in being in that environment and then being surrounded by your stressors, whether that was studying for an exam and cramming the night before an exam or, you know, just um, working. And, and so 
where, where we are, we, we're fortunate enough to be surrounded by 160 acres of greenery and forestry. And uh, it, you could see the difference when little, a little deer and fawn walk up to the window and you're having dinner. It does something to you mentally that words are just so difficult to describe, but there's something there where environment definitely impacts our peace. It's true. It's, it was completely different for me growing up. Um, I was in a country where um, noise is part of our daily living. Lots of people, lots of children, lots of things happening on a daily basis. And there's not lots of nature where my house was located. So making this transition has brought so much more peace and it's been so much better for myself and for my family. I know that when you grew up, uh, Flora, you did a lot of uh, camping. Yes, uh, we used to go camping quite often to the country. And that experience brought a lot more happiness to my childhood. We will look forward to every camping trip. And that was such a blessing because you will not only be there with your friends, with um, nature, animals, fruits, fresh water, but it was also um, the presence of God in everything that was around, surrounding us. I think it's hard sometimes for people who are confined to the city, they don't realize how much noise is around them. Uh, I know when we were living in a city in Alberta, and then we moved to the countryside, we moved up into the mountains of British Columbia, and it was so so quiet. It was, it was, it was loud. It was so quiet, you know, like it was very disturbing to my peace. I couldn't sleep at night because it was too quiet and dark. Like there was no, you know, lights from the street or anything like that. It was just dark and you'd look out and there was, there was the stars. So that was peaceful and living in nature really does bring us peace. Yes. Yes. So Flo and Richard, how are your thoughts important to experiencing peace in your life? You know, there's a verse that comes to my mind, and I'm paraphrasing, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And our, our thoughts uh, really are an internalization sometimes of our surroundings. As, as we look at things, we, we, we think right away, we can't help it. And we, we often act upon our thoughts. And so I remember growing up, my mom used to sing this little song. It was, be careful little eyes what you see, be careful little ears what you hear. And that stuck with me for a very long time. And so whatever it is that we are allowing to enter into our body, as we know our body is a living temple of the Holy Spirit, it impacts us whether consciously or subconsciously and can have a, an impact on our moods, our emotions, our cholesterol, our, our blood pressure, things that we didn't even know that it could impact. And so when I personally um, remember when COVID started, um, you know, I was glued to the television. I was stuck to the television on CNN and different newscasts looking at what the president was saying or what the, what the news was saying. And I could realize day after day, I was just feeling very, you know, down. And so it wasn't after, you know, a few months in that we decided we need to take ourselves from the TV and be more conscious of the things that we're allowing into our lives because we could tell that it was impacting just how we were interacting, we were feeling fearful. And, um, you know, as, as we were able to control our thoughts and be more intentional about it, you, you become sensitive to it. And so um, it's, it's our responsibility to, to recognize that everything around us can impact us both positively or negatively. 
and we have to make the decision as to what we allow into our minds, into our bodies. That's very true. It has been established and proved that our thoughts, our positive or negative uh, thinking will have an impact in our brain and in the production of cortisol or serotonin. And as we know, the more cortisol you produce, you will be more stressed and peace will simply not be part of your life. So we are striving to have a life that has peace, not just because of the fact that I want to feel secure, but because that's the life that God created for us. He wants us to be happy and he wants us to feel peaceful in our environments. Our thoughts really do affect our emotions. You see, thoughts engender feelings or emotions. So if we have a negative thought, it will generate a negative feeling or emotion. For example, if someone is angry, they're upset, frustrated, or annoyed, that's often displayed in aggressive behavior. So we see how the thought actually is translated into feeling and emotions. And as a result of that, subsequent to that, it turns into behavior. So thoughts are very important. Everything begins and ends with our thoughts. So if we could harness and cultivate an environment of healthy thinking, positive thinking, then as a result of that, our emotions or feelings will reflect that type of thought. So it's important that we challenge our thoughts. When people come for counseling or psychotherapy, many of them experience what we call cognitive distortions or distorted thinking. And what we do is we try to challenge those type of thoughts help them to look at the other side, maybe flip the script as it were, because you're often seeing it in a one-dimensional, unidimensional way. So if we could bring them a perspective where they haven't thought of the other side, then that helps them to consider a, what we call a blind spot. So it's really important that we challenge our thoughts and ensure that our thoughts are uh, producing, of course, um, healthy emotions because all emotions begin with their origin and in the source of our thoughts. So the question is, what environment, what shall I say, is the soil in which our thoughts are planted in? And we got to make sure that we have good soil so they can produce good thoughts. You really do have to be intentional about peace. You be intentional about your environment, about your thoughts. And so there's another intentional aspect here, and that is being intentional about forgiveness. Um, how does that play into our peace? So growing up, my dad always used to say that forgiving is not just about yourself or the other person, but about the whole environment, it creating a, a place where you can be happy and peaceful. Um, he will also say that Forgiving or not forgiving, um, holding grudges is like drinking poison and expecting to be healed from a disease, which is the complete opposite. So forgiving is also an intentional act that will release you from many uh, negative thoughts and negative, negative feelings in your life. And as we just mentioned, your thoughts, your feeling, and the way you are inside will directly affect the overall state of your life. Yeah, you know, I think of Jesus and his interaction with Peter. And Peter thought he had all the answers. He said, you know, Master, how many times should we forgive? And the, the comment was, seven times? 
Jesus says, no, Peter, 70 times seven. It wasn't a literal number. It was a fact that our lifestyle, our mindset should be one of releasing each other off, off the wrongs they've done to us. And I also reminded where uh, Jesus says that, you know, if, if you can't forgive your brother who you can see, how do you expect your Heavenly Father to forgive you? And there's a release, as Flora mentioned, that takes place when we allow the wrongs that someone has done to us to, to bypass us and it no longer has an effect on our lives. And I think of when Jesus says, you know, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. What does that really mean? It means that we no longer have that stress that we walk around with of the wrongs that someone has committed against us. And that only truly takes place when God himself lifts those burdens. Because we can only do so much and go to the further cross and give it to him. But he literally is willing and able to take that baggage, the fears, the anxieties, the worries, the hurts of the past, physically, mentally, emotionally, and completely make us new, completely make us whole. And I think that's a, a, huge, a huge part of our lives that everyone needs. Not just Christians, not just any you know, random person on the street, but every single human being needs to experience that release. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, forgive them for their trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So it means that people will do us wrong, but our responsibility, our response to that situation is what will make or break that level of peace we're able to experience in our lives. Yeah. So it's been said that when we forgive, a captive is set free. And then we realize that that prisoner was us. Mm. Yes. Ourselves. So Richard and Floor, what are some effective ways that you have discovered to rise above anger and conflict to bring more peace in your life? Well, I can think of something very recent. Um, we have a newborn, well, a baby. <laughs> and uh, as we were in the process of the pregnancy, we often had... Um, arguments regarding his name. We both have strong personalities and it's our first baby. So we wanted our option to be the, the chosen one, each of us. Um, but thinking of it, it, you have to make a commitment to the person that you're with. It's a relationship of give and take. And making that commitment, commitment um, also involves make, being able to make concessions and being able to be empathetic about the position of the other person that is across you. So making the decision for us for a baby's name um, definitely taught us how to commit to each other, how to communicate better, and how to make concessions when it's necessary. Choosing a name for a son whose name is Zion, which we both love now, uh, had its ups and downs. It wasn't a smooth, uh, smooth straight line and I think that's a life that we all live uh, life isn't linear you'll have those roller coaster moments you will have uh, the peaks and the valleys if you will uh, for me personally prayer and meditation are at the core of finding that peace so how important is your faith in experiencing more peace in your life I'll say it's very important um, for me my faith is not simply about a religion or going to church once a week and worshiping there and meeting with friends. So the way we live, it's a practical way of exercising our faith. 
for me, my faith impacts every area of, of my life and my wife's life and my son's life, from what we eat to how we dress, to our rest, to our nutrition. Uh, so it's really the bedrock um, of, our, of, our, of our relationship with each other, relationship with God. Even though I grew up in the church, um, faith has everything to do with my life, how I live, how I talk, um, my interactions with people. You know, growing up, I, I, all, I took my faith for granted because I didn't really value it. And they, they say you don't really know what you have until you lose something. And uh, I went through those rebellious years where I not rejected my faith, but didn't pay much attention to it. And it waned over time. And it wasn't until I had that void in my life, realizing that there's this, this tension that was building up, uncertain of what to fill that void with, uh, that I really remember that, hey, it's, it's, it's not about religion per se, it's about relationship. And so I'm reminded in Revelation where, where Jesus says to remember your first love. And so for me, when it came full circle, and then that was the realization that my faith is the bedrock of, uh, of peace in my life. It's, uh, it's the bedrock for understanding God. The Bible says without faith, you can't please God. I believe that uh, all the experiences that we go through, that build our faith, sometimes the trials and the tribulations, uh, they all work out for good. As the word says, all things work together for good. And so all of these elements come together to, to give us this connection with God that we perhaps never had or experienced in the first place. But when it becomes personal, then the peace comes rushing in like a, a wind in a desert. Mm, good illustration. Uh, also think of water. You mentioned water earlier and how important that is. You know, he leads me beside the still waters and, you know, peace is like a river. So we're going to have our friends, Kathy and Arlette, and they're going to be talking about the importance of water and really drinking water and how the, that is really good for our health and brings us many benefits. So let's take a look at this. Hi, everyone. My name is Arlette Susanna, and this is my sister-in-law. Hello, my name is Kathy. Thanks so much for coming to visit me today, Kathy. That's just my pleasure. I really like being next to the water. It's so peaceful. Yeah. And speaking of water, actually, did you know that our bodies are about 75% water and our brains are actually closer to 85%. So water is super important for us, not just for our mental health and being out in nature like this, but internally for our body's health. The water helps to cleanse any toxins, to hydrate our cells, yes. and to just keep everything moving well. Yeah. Actually, our family likes to start off the day with a nice big glass of water. That's yeah. a really great practice to get mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. I actually recommend to my clients and to all of us, our family, that we start mm -hmm. off our day with actually warm lemon water. And the way that you do this is you take half a lemon, you get the juice of the whole half a lemon, if, if that's what you like, if you like it extra lemony, squeeze it into a glass, Pour about halfway of room temperature water and just top it up with boiling water so that it's the perfect temperature of warm. It's actually a little warmer than cool. It matches your internal body temperature so that when uh, you wake up in the morning, you're still nice and warm. That water is excellent. You drink it quickly and it acts like a little flush. And then just follow it. You, you drink it in about 15 minutes. Then follow it up with a second glass of just plain water. But you don't have to drink the second one so quickly. Right? No, you don't have to drink it right. as quickly. And actually, if you don't um, have a lemon or if you have sensitive teeth, 
your teeth enamel or whatever is extra sensitive, instead of doing the lemon juice, you can try adding lemon essential oil, just one drop to that glass, and it'll still, still warm, and it'll still have the same flushing effect as if you had it with uh, the freshly squeezed lemon. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you don't have the oil, you can um, drink your water with a straw because that'll bypass your teeth and then you don't have to worry about, you know, wearing down your enamel or anything like that. That's a really okay. great tip yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. So now the question is, how much water do I need to drink? That's a good question too. And there's actually a formula for that. Oh, so you take okay. your body weight in pounds and you divide it by two and then you take that number and you divide it by eight ounces and it'll give you the number of eight ounce glasses of water that you okay. should have in a day. And what I usually do for, for my weight, I need to drink between seven to eight glasses of water. So what I do is I fill up my water bottle. This is a one liter bottle, so that's about four eight ounce cups. And if I need to drink eight, that means I need to drink two bottles full. Okay. So I start off by having the first bottle in the morning, and then in the afternoon I have my second. And I know that I've had as much water as I need for my current weight. Yeah, actually I like that because I'm visual and also uh, it's a reminder because throughout the day you're so busy and it's really easy not to drink your water. So it's nice to have it where you see it. And, and you can, and you can yeah. take it with you, it's portable. Yeah, you, you can Just take it with you. to take it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now I have the question, when should I be drinking this water? Well, there is a recommendation for that as well. You should be drinking your water throughout the day and okay. your water bottle will serve as your reminder. But you should stop drinking about half an hour before your meals so that you have enough um, hydration for your actual meal. Don't drink anything at all with your meal, not even water or any other drinks, juices, etc. And then start drinking your water again, plain, about an hour after your meals. And then okay. you can just drink okay. the rest of your water throughout the day. The reason why we do this, because I know you're probably thinking and asking, wondering why, yep. uh, is we don't drink with our meals so that we're not diluting your stomach acids, so that they're at their full strength to be able to digest your food properly. And water is not just excellent for our internal health, but it's a, a very important for our mm. external health as mm. well. Actually, I like my hot showers. I like my hot showers, but it's recommended that before you leave the shower, just to turn on the cold and it'll invigorate you. That's excellent. That's actually a form of hydrotherapy. And if you do that hot and cold contrasting mm -hmm. showers or baths, it's like a little internal massage where the hot will actually dilate your muscles and veins and vessels, etc., and the cold will constrict it. Mm -hmm. So if you do that contrast a, a few times, it'll be like a little internal massage and it'll just get your circulation going and it's just, it's relaxing and peaceful as oh, well. For sure, for yeah. sure. So those are so, some of the many ways that you can use water and benefit from it internally by drinking it and enjoying it and also externally. Mm. So uh, it's such an amazing thing. So why don't we enjoy a nice glass of water Absolutely. together? It's important to stay hydrated, especially when it's sunny and, uh, and hot. So yeah. uh, hopefully you've learned some tips and that you will enjoy drinking some more water every day so that it can be of benefit to you. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> So what about you? Are you getting enough water um, with so many health benefits of to water, to drinking water, as Kathy and Arlette mentioned to us? It's, I think it's important that we kind of keep our water bottle next to us and keep sipping throughout the day and get enough water. So one final question, Richard and Floor. Um, thinking about peace and the Bible, is there a Bible text or maybe a Bible story that brings peace to your mind when you're feeling in turmoil or maybe you can't sleep at night? Something that just puts you in a state of peace.
Yes, absolutely. Um, I think of Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, thou shalt not want. What great comfort that brings. Anything, any worries, any anxiety, I can just leave it to God and He will take care of it. I also think of the fruits of the Holy Spirit and peace being one of them. When I think that I am living a life that is honoring God and that the Holy Spirit is within me as I am a temple, right? So I want peace in my life and I want the Holy Spirit to be in me and be peace, one of the fruits that are showing off because of His performance in my life. There's several verses that come to my mind when I think about peace. And Psalm 23 is a beautiful one. I, I think of Jeremiah 33, verse 3, where the Lord says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. It gives me a sense of comfort to know that I have access, we have access to the throne room of God, as the word says to come boldly to the throne of grace. We're not alone. God is with us even in the midst of the trials. And a verse that particularly comes to my mind is Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight your battles, but you must hold your peace. And it reminds me, it reminds us that we'll go through these skirmishes, these challenges, but we do not need to fear because God is in the midst fighting for us at all times. So Richard and Flo, we have come to the end of our time with you. But before we let you go, Richard, I wonder if I could ask you to pray for our viewers and our listeners so they can experience more peace in their lives. Absolutely. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity. We can pause in our day-to-day -day activities and to just be reminded of how uh, we are able to gain peace in our lives when we surrender everything to you. And for anyone who is listening uh, in this moment, we pray that your Holy Spirit would rest upon them and give them that great gift of peace that we all so desire. Uh, you said to ask and it shall be given unto us. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto us. So Lord, we pray that your peace will come in like a rushing wind and lift every burden that they may be facing, that we might be facing in this moment in Jesus' precious name. Floor, thank you so much for joining us today on It Is Written Canada. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Clearly and consistently, the Bible points the way to peace in the presence of life's challenges. Verses like Psalm 85 verse 8, I will listen to what the Lord says. He promises peace to his people. Whenever I feel restless and I can't sleep at night, I meditate on psalms like this, and they give me more peace. Another book we would like to recommend to help you find more peace in your life is our free offer, a book entitled, I Want More Blank in My Life. You fill in the blank. I want more peace in my life or joy, hope, rest, security, connections, you name it, this little book can help you find what you are searching for. Before you go, we would like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. 
friends, if you want more peace in your life, we want to recommend to you the ultimate book, the Bible, where Jesus receives strength in his time of severest temptation with the devil when he declared, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.